Welcome to Win 2020. I'm Bill McCashin. Scott Ross. Today's guest is Alex Lazry, who's going to enlighten us about the Democratic National Convention coming to the city of Milwaukee and his beloved Fiserv Forum next July. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me. So first question, your family has been actively involved in Democratic politics over the years. You yourself had an opportunity to work in the White House, which I think is a phenomenally cool thing, and I hope someday I get that same opportunity. W what does this mean for you and your family to have the Democratic National Convention coming to the Pfizer Forum and Milwaukee in the state of Wisconsin? You know, it's, it's funny. Like, for us, it, this entire endeavor actually hasn't really been an, a partisan endeavor. Um, it is really cool, like, you know, especially as a politico and someone who's worked in the White House to have a national convention, you know, in our arena, uh, and especially a national convention that, um, you know, I want to attend uh, in our arena. But <laughs> I would say, like this, this, in all honesty, like this entire endeavor really didn't have anything to do with partisan politics. Um, this was mostly about. How can we put Milwaukee on the map in a way that you couldn't have before? And, you know, you one of the things that really started for me was, you know, during the Amazon debate, you never saw Milwaukee as a potential home for Amazon HQ2. Right. Like they just never even talked about Milwaukee as like in that conversation. And that got me to think like Milwaukee's generally just not in the conversation as a top tier city in this country. And that bothered me because since, you know, I've lived here, Milwaukee to me has shown that it is a top tier city. And I looked at it as, you know, something like this and being able to possibly bring a convention like this to um, Milwaukee with this much notoriety will show that Milwaukee is that top tier city. And I think just the fact that we beat out cities like Houston and Miami um, should show that Milwaukee deserves to be in the conversation with cities like Chicago, New York, um, Houston, Miami as a destination city. Now, you know, obviously, Wisconsin went Republican in the presidential election for the first time in what, 28 years? Since 84. Since 84. Yeah. Um, in 2016. So the DNC obviously was making strategic decisions when it decided to bring the Democratic National Convention to Milwaukee. What do you think, one, about the politics that scored it for our state, and two, what do you think about the city of Milwaukee and the area in general? How did that clinch it as well? Yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting because when you look at the other cities that were in contention, um, you know, those are potentially some swing states also. Uh, Houston uh, in Texas is, you know, I think some people are thinking Texas might be in play or is maybe another cycle away. And obviously Florida is always a bellwether state um, in a presidential. But I think what politically what the DNC was showing is, you know, we need to come back to the Midwest. And what happened in 2016 was something that they can't have happen again. And I think they wanted to show a lot of voters that, you know, we we value the Midwest and we value places like Wisconsin. And this is why we want to come there, because we want to show that, you know, Wisconsin is a place that we're not going to take for granted. And, you know, for us to be able to have the first convention in the state's history, and I believe this is the first convention in the Midwest other than Chicago since St. Louis in, I think, like 1912 or something like that, 
The um, GOP was in Minneapolis in 08. Yeah, sorry, Democrats yeah. um, coming um, yeah. to the Midwest. I think We all remember Sarah Palin's <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure. I want to make sure. But I think like I think there there is something to be said about making that decision and what that did mean politically um, and you know what the direction would have been and what it would have said if they had decided to go to Miami or Houston instead. Um, and I think there was, you know, a strategic decision to say, we are going to make sure that we're not um, going to take Wisconsin and the Midwest for granted and that this is a battleground state that we're taking seriously. Um, and that's why, you know, I think, you know, as a Democrat, uh, I think Milwaukee was a great place to host the convention. So I've been to several Bucks games. I haven't been to a concert at Fiserv yet, but I think you just hit on a pretty important point, Alex, and that's sort of the the legacy of this thing. We've had Tommy Thompson on this podcast in the past. He and I would agree that this is actually a very good thing for the state of Wisconsin, regardless of what your party affiliation may be. It brings attention to our largest city. It brings attention to our state. Almost all of that should be on the positive side, right? So from a legacy standpoint, if you're looking back, if you're thinking about this convention 25 years from now, what will people remember about it? I know you have unbelievable planners and people that make events fun a lot of fun so what what's going into the planning right now you know what what i look at for this convention and how i look at this as a legacy item um it's not the convention itself you know the the convention itself is going to be successful everyone's going to have a great time um and you know it'll it'll go on and it'll happen what i look at this from a legacy perspective is and why i think we had so much bipartisan support. You know, former Governor Walker was supportive of the convention effort. We had business leaders from both parties who um, who were supportive, and some of our first major contributors were Republican business leaders. What I think will make this what the 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 results of this and how we define if this is successful will be in five, ten years is Wisconsin growing. Are we getting more convention business? Are we seeing more visitors? Are more people moving here? Are more people going to Madison and Marquette? Um, That is how we'll decide if this was a successful convention, I think, from a legacy perspective. And, you know, my hope is that in, you know, 10 years, the same way that I looked at this convention and said, okay, I want this to do for Milwaukee what it did for Denver and Charlotte. I hope a city like Cincinnati or, you know, Dayton or something like that says, oh, we're going to go after the convention because we wanted to do for us what it did for Milwaukee. Um, And that's kind of how I would say that is how we would define this as a legacy project. That's how we'll know if this is successful or not. The criticism I think you've heard is not all of the attendees are going to actually be staying in Wisconsin. (laughs) Is is that true? Is that fair (laughs) or unfair? And does it detract from sort of the overall benefits, which you and I would agree are far outweigh the negatives. The way I I actually looked at it was, it was, I looked at it as people are willing to stay in Rosemont, Illinois (laughs) to come to Milwaukee. Um, You know, first off, people are willing to stay in Rosemont, Illinois. Like, that's already, I think, a big win for Rosemont. But I think then the, the biggest thing is, because there's so much demand to come to Milwaukee, people are willing to stay in Illinois, willing to stay an hour away just to come to our city. And to me, that's a positive. That means that we're doing something special and that people are 
um, excited about seeing Milwaukee. And, you know, for me, if there are going to be a flood of people who are going to come from another state to come to Milwaukee, you know, I'm not worried about the hotel rooms in Milwaukee or actually Madison and all of Wisconsin being full. We're going to have 50,000 people here. Those rooms are going to be full. I care more about where are they going to be spending a majority of their day? What are they going to be visiting? You know, they're not going to be touring around, you know, in Illinois. They're not going to be going to Chicago. They're coming right to Milwaukee and they're going to come to Madison and they're going to go to Racine and Kenosha and Sheboygan and they're going to see all of Wisconsin. They're going to spend their tourism dollars there. So, you know, I thought those stories were annoying because they took away, I think, from the positive, which is people are coming from all around the world to see and experience Milwaukee and Wisconsin, possibly for the first time, and maybe for the first time in 10 years. And a lot has changed in 10 years. And this is an exciting time and a chance for us to put our our best foot forward and to show everyone that Milwaukee is a destination city and a place that they should want to come live, work, and play. You brought up um, Kenosha and Racine. Um, what do you think Democrats need to do to get more of that rural, rural South, Eastern Wisconsin back? Because you know it's you know the cities themselves are are still turning out for Democrats and they're turning out in good numbers, but the margins seem to be getting larger in the western part of those counties. And I see in particular. And we had the Supreme Court race where Racine and Kenosha were absolutely terrible for the candidate, for the progressive candidate. What do you think, you know, what, what can the convention do, I guess, because of all the attention to sort of bring some of those voters back home? Now, I think one thing that the convention will be able to do, you know, from a partisan standpoint is it'll, I think, force the entire Democratic Party in the state to be focused on what is the Democratic message and what are they saying? And either that message will resonate with voters in, you know, in the suburbs and in Racine, Kenosha, and uh, in those places, or, or it won't. You know, I, I believe that it will. Um, I think having people engaged and um, enthused about the convention and, you know, people coming to Wisconsin um, and having all these, you know, candidates and politicians coming here should hopefully increase enthusiasm uh, and hopefully that'll sustain all the way through. But, you know, it's really about, I think, you know, for Democrats repeating what happened in 2018. And that is talking about real, I think, kitchen table issues and issues that are affecting people day to day and trying to block out the noise. And in D.C., there's a lot of noise that happens. And I think for Democrats to win, I think for Democrats to really reach voters who are probably Obama Trump voters, quite frankly, in mm-hmm. in you know 2012 and then 2016, um, I think you need to try to block out those that noise and really talk about the issues that are affecting people day to day. And hopefully that's what the convention can be about. And you know I know that conventions are generally about the future and where are we going forward and not trying to just talk about the past. And hopefully that's what this convention can do. And from a Democratic perspective, hopefully that will focus our message on what we want to do rather than what we're trying to prevent. Is there any concern about <laughs> Pfizer Forum is the home of the Milwaukee Bucks? Everybody in Wisconsin loves what you guys have done with the Bucks and how successful they are. 
hoping it's our first championship since 72 this coming year, right? Mm -hmm. Is there any fear that sort of having a partisan event like the DNC there hurts you with sort of the right on, on any level, the, the Republican fan of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, I think, you know, my hope is what, what, they, what people see is that this isn't about whether we have the Democratic convention or the Republican convention. In 2024, we'd be all for having the RNC come to Pfizer for. You know, I think what this is about is what can we do to make sure that our state is on the map in a way that it hasn't been? And what can we do to make sure that we are growing Wisconsin? And how can we play our part? And I think that's why it was so impressive that so many Republicans were on board with us going to get the DNC. Um, and I think, and the mayor, you know, Tom Barrett said this a number of times, which is, and then hopefully in 24, we have the RNC here. And I think we would, you know, you know, Pfizer Forum would be lucky to be able to have two conventions in back-to-back -back presidential years. I mean, I think that would be probably the first time in, in history, I think, that, you know, an arena would have that. And for us to have that in our first, I don't know, eight years of operations, like to get that type of national exposure, you know, I think that's incredible. And for a state of, you know, of our size to be able to get that type of national exposure would be incredible. So, you know, I hope that, you know, people from around the state see that this isn't about partisan politics. This is about, um, about I, I think, economic growth for the, the city and state. And, you know, I think what's really cool about conventions is it's not all partisan. You know, what happens inside the arena is very oh, partisan. I've been to a few national yeah. conventions, yeah. But outside the arena, you know, there's 2,000 other events that happen throughout the course of the week, and it's not all partisan events. There's a lot of other stuff that are going on, um, and I hope that Democrats and Republicans are all able to be able to take part in all the activities that are happening because it's also just kind of cool that it's going on here, and I think it would be fun to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, if you – I mean. If you asked a Republican politician whether or not a Republican elected whether or not they like the fact that you know the convention's coming here, they're loving it because they can yeah. go over and get coverage and you know <laughs> you know everybody's going to hear from the Republicans as well as to why Wisconsin's not going to go or why it's going to stay red or however you want to characterize that. So it should be an opportunity for everybody to go and uh, have their say, yeah. as it were. Um, what keeps you up at night? If you wake up in the middle of the night worried about something, what is that? You know, I've always told people, again, like, the DNC knows exactly how to throw these conventions. They've been doing these for hundreds of years. Um, they're pros at this, and the people who are working on this have done these for the last four or five conventions. So, you know, does transportation, security, and all that worry me? Always, sure, but no matter if we were in New York, Philadelphia, DC, wherever I'd be worried. I think anyone would be worried about that. What keeps me up at night is 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 that belief of okay, what happened? You know, the next year after the convention, like, were the promises that we said were going to happen? Do they happen? You know, is in year two like, are we getting any more convention business, or is everything just kind of back to normal? And that's what I think keeps me up at night. And are we going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that we're given? Um, I'm not worried about the convention being a success and not a success in the sense of, you know, do we elect, does Wisconsin go blue again or anything like that? The convention itself, though, will be successful. Everyone will have a great time yeah. and it'll be fun. I just more worry about, like, 
is the stuff that we said was going to happen and that has happened, you know, that happened to Denver and that happened to Charlotte, will it happen to us? And that's, you know, what I think, that's what keeps me up at night about this. And, you know, quite frankly, like, that's what should. Like, we should be nervous about that and driven to make sure that it, that it doesn't happen. So fair or unfair, my fear on this is how the national media projects Milwaukee in the state of Wisconsin, right? Because if they project it as this positive experience and how unbelievable it was, it will attract more convention business. If they say it's some backwater, you know, it probably won't. So I'm sure in the planning stages, there's some strategy for how do we address the national media being here for at least a week. And that, that that's exactly right. It's, you know, one of the big things about getting a convention like this is the national exposure and international exposure. Like we will have, I think there will be 15,000 media members um, <laughs> that will be coming into the city um, and state looking to write stories. Um, we've already had a couple really positive ones. We had the 36 hours in Milwaukee that the New York Times did. Airbnb said that uh, we are the top rated city um, for searches, you know, I think with like 800% increase year over year. So those are some really positive ones. But I agree, like what we have to do for this convention is how do we put our best foot forward? Right. And while even acknowledging some of the issues that Milwaukee has that every city has, how do we also project that Milwaukee, the reasons why the DNC chose Milwaukee? And because all of those aren't political. The DNC wanted to come to Milwaukee because they thought this was going to be a great city to have a convention in and people would really enjoy themselves. And how do we show people the Milwaukee that I've seen since I moved here and that I've fallen in love with? How do we show people you know, the Milwaukee that Giannis has fallen in love with and that Christian Yelich has fallen in love with? And how do we make that a real story? And you know, quite frankly, I think a lot of it is when people come to Milwaukee and they experience it, there's a lot to really like. There's a great local food scene. There's a great arts culture that's going on there. You know, great bars and restaurants. There's the river and the lake. Um, it's beautiful in the summertime. I'm glad they're coming in July and not February. Um, but I think those are the things that we want to be able to promote and show. We want to show the great universities that we have, um, that it's affordable, uh, and that if you're looking to get a good job or start a company, Milwaukee's a very favorable place. And I think if we're able to make sure that the media is writing about that while also acknowledging some of the real difficulties that Milwaukee struggles with, um, I think people will want to come back and will want to be a part of you know the Milwaukee community for decades to come. So I have one fun question and then one final question. The fun question, one of my favorite parts about the Bucks playoff game was the chugging contest between <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari. Was it really a this, contest? This is Wisconsin <laughs> after all. No, it was two beers to like a half a beer, right? right? So this this is Wisconsin after all. Will we see a beer chugging contest at the convention? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if we're going to uh, allow beer inside the arena for any of the delegates. I think that would be probably a really terrible idea. <laughs> um, I can tell you outside the arena, I have no doubt there will be plenty of beer chugging contests that will yeah. go on. My final question. You're young, successful, articulate. Is there some day in the future we're going to see Alex Lazary's name on a ballot? <laughs> um 
I don't know. I mean, I have always, you know, I've always been interested in politics. Um, politics has always been something that, you know, I've believed in in terms of like public service and being able to give back. Um, but for me, there's a lot that I can do from the Bucks seat and yeah. from being able to do that. And there's a lot left that I want to be able to accomplish there. Like I want to win a championship. Um, I want to finish the development that's happening around the arena, arena and finish the promises that we made in terms of what we were going to do with the Deer District. Um, the Deer District is spectacular. It's a, one, a really great name. And it's going to be at the living room of Milwaukee. Like that's going to be where people start and end their days. And, you know, I think for me, if I ever feel like I can do more or accomplish more outside of the Bucks or in a different role, uh, then I'll look at that. But for right now, like, I think a lot of people see, like, there's a lot that can happen from, you know, the perch of the private sector and from something like the Milwaukee Bucks that has a very public face to it and that has a lot of, quite frankly, influence in the community. Um, and so, you know, I think until I feel like I can accomplish more, or if I feel like I can ever accomplish more outside of that, then, yeah, like, I don't think I would ever you know, not look at an opportunity like that. But, you know, for me, there's still a lot more that I want to do with the Bucks and that I want to make sure that we accomplish um, with the team because, you know, we made a lot of promises to the community. We made a lot of promises to the state, and I want to make sure that we fulfill those. Great. Scott, well, you get the last one. I got no, I got nothing else. You, you, you answered all the questions that I had. <laughs> so I guess why don't, we, um, why don't we wrap up here? Okay. And uh, as always, you can go to win. 2020wi.com to hear past episodes and look for future episodes of the Win 2020 podcast with Makashin and Ross. Um, until next time, this is Ross. I'm Makashin. And we'll uh, see you next time. 